Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Um, we have a really fun email to read to all of you. Thank you for, to all of you who read. I'm sorry for send us emails. Julie and I get a lot of these every day. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate the feedback. We really appreciate sometimes the criticism. We really appreciate the fact that all of you guys get it. There's a, a lot of there's a movement that I feel happening. It's I think it really happened in earnest when our book came out uh, more than a year ago and became an international bestseller. Harris Rules on Amazon. If you guys want to grab grab the book. And by the way, we have another book coming out uh, June of next year, and we're told that the pre-sales on that book will pretty much guarantee it to be on pretty much every bestseller list. And in addition to that, we're told that it's going to be on ev- all the remaining national uh, bookstores bookshelves, which will be fun. Because the current book was only basically sold online. The new book is going to be – it'll be fun to go to, you know, if we can find a Barnes & Noble. (laughs) It'll be fun to go there and see the book on the bookshelf. Um, Yeah, and so there's going to be more hype about that, obviously, starting next year. But for now, guys, go get Harris Rules. Definitely is going to probably, for some of you, be a huge epiphany, something that's really going to spark a lot of change in your mindset about, frankly, your business but also yourself. Starting with a really nice long email that we got that Julie's going to read now. And I want you guys to listen to the words that this gal used. And I want you to relate to her, the, I think, the intention of what she was trying to convey to us in this email. So, Julie? All right. And this is from Stephanie in the Lake Worth, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida area. And Stephanie writes, okay, so this is a little bit long. I'm going to do this in kind of in sections and make sure everybody's paying attention and listening. So Stephanie writes, hey, Tim and Julie, I wanted to share this with you because I want you to know that I'm certain that you've completely changed the trajectory of my real estate career. When I thought all was lost and I was going to throw in the real estate towel, give myself and all my hard work up to go back to selling insurance, I found you. I began listening a week ago, and your podcasts are a breath of fresh air. I began implementing the steps and action plans that you offer, and whoa, I'm now taking action and I'm doing what I never want to do, and I'm doing it at a higher level than ever before. I'm calling this stage my, quote, practice, because I know that I'm only going to get better with it. Do I feel like I'm starting over? Kind of, yeah. I needed a slap in the face with a reality check and words of proven systems. I've been licensed for a little over four, four years. I just entered my fifth year in August. I'm a newer agent, and I am what you call the agent who waits for the easy button. And you're right, Tim. It's happy hound shit bullshit. <laughs> this is from no, no, email. it's hound dog horse shit. You're not. You're, you're right wrong. Hound dog horse shit. That, no. Yeah, <clears throat> that's ahead. right. She was quoting you slightly wrong, but we we get the gist for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I used to be in this position. I now know that I won't be a superstar waiting around for people to come to me. I used to listen to podcasts for daily motivation and was most certainly someone that paid a lot of money to walk on hot coals and woo-wooed myself to pure exhaustion and frustration. I attended seminars and classes to educate myself in this market. I've paid for expensive coaches, bought ridiculous CRM platforms, and tried to build a team. I've been constantly searching for the secret. 
There is no secret in the fact that I was acting and leading my business with fear. I'm actually a very smart person, so this mentality is absolutely wrong. I can't believe I allowed this to happen for these past four years. I guess I've always thought I had the wrong broker. I've changed a few times thinking one of them will take me under their wing and show me the way. Now I know it's not them, it's me. It's also no secret that I would silently wait for the phone to ring because I placed a creative ad on Facebook and for my sphere to send me referrals. I got comfortable with this because I've received a decent amount of referrals from people in my life, and that gave me some nice income over the years, but it's not a sustainable model. 2017 was my best year yet, and honestly, most high-producing agents might laugh at what I thought was success. You know what happened this year compared to last year? Poop. <laughs> because of my lack of diligence, I took three overpriced listings, which sounds silly to me now that I let myself get away with this. I had my fair share of personal attacks professionally and uh, personally and used these things as an excuse to lay low. I asked myself repeatedly why in the world I would want to subject myself to such torture that are these people who won't even listen to me. I mean, I'm here declaring my integrity and value, but my communication and lack of proper scripts has led to my almost demise. I wasn't communicating the way I should. In the last week of finding your podcast, I've come to realize a lot and got real honest with myself. I appreciate what you're doing and have told my closest friends and family in this business about you. I want them to know about you too. You helped me make solid contacts this week, and I'm ready for the responsibility that I owe my clients. I never really looked at it like if I don't call them, I'm committing real estate negligence. These people need my help. I'm honest, smart, and work hard. They need me as much as I need them. We're all in this together. Thank you a million times over. Thank you. I feel like I'm finally on the right path from Stephanie in Palm Beach. So there was a lot to hey, that. Joy. Yeah. I'm going I'm to start jumping into that and dissecting it, but can you do me a favor mm -hmm. and, call, uh, and call back in? Your line's a little jiggly, okay? Oh, sure. You got it. Yep. See you in a second. Yeah, call back in. Okay, so guys, here's, here's the, I, I got so much from that email, and I think you guys did too. The gist of it was that she's, I think her path to getting to us, to discovering us, is identical to the path that a lot of you guys have taken as well. I will, I think, take my hat off for those of you who are new in the business, who are newer in the business, thinking about getting in the business, that type of thing. Do yourself a favor and just don't waste time trying to, you know, find alternative paths. Understand that we had a call this morning with our, uh, they're called HCCAs, they're our coaches, and Harris Certified Coaches. I see you, Julie. Okay, you're back. That's better. Thanks. No noise. Okay, so we had a call, a group call with them, and I was uh, there. The, the, if you guys want to find out more about how to become a Harris Certified Coach, just go to HarrisCertifiedCoach.com. And what we discovered was is that a lot of them were, um, you know, they were very clear about what it took for them to be successful in real estate and what we were to them in terms of um, like a breakthrough or an epiphany. Hey, Julie, check chat. Um, and so what I was asking for them to do is to consider the original reasons why they chose to become clients, why they chose to become coaching members, why they chose then also to become Harris Certified Coaches. And the reason for all of them was the exact same reasons that you heard expressed in that email. There are, and I, this is the, what the, you know, the, the topic was in essence of this Harris Certified Coach call we had this morning, this coaching session. I asked them why it is that everybody else in the marketplace wants to, and this is, this is like kind of like a, an obvious question, which should have an obvious answer, but it doesn't. It's, it doesn't have an obvious answer part that's the interesting, interesting part. So I asked them, 
why is it that everybody else in the marketplace who's you know selling stuff to realtors let's say stuff is anything you know Zillow sells leads there's coaching companies there's people that are selling CRMs there's drip campaigns there's all these you know gobbledygook technology companies that think they're going to change the world but they won't even be here in six months companies you know why is it that all of those companies out there the one thing they all have in common and I want you to listeners to think about what I'm saying to you is they're all trying to feed into agents desires to do nothing proactive they are trying to lead you down a path of believing that you never have to put yourself into a position to hear no and that you can create your business around passive activities now I want you to acknowledge that you are more attracted to that as a rule than you are attracted to somebody telling you to do something you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level I am too but when I hear somebody telling me, and I hear them saying things like, you know, she was mentioning, you know, any sort of secrets or easy buttons or things like that. When I hear stuff like that, I immediately know that it's bullshit. That is just like my bullshit detector. It goes full red. It just makes me want to run from whoever it is that's trying to sell me the snake oil. And in situations like that, I am very clear that they probably have a product that has – very little integrity at the end of the day and it's not designed to truly help my business but it's just simply designed to sell me something that's pretty and shiny where the conflict is with many of you and this is where you need to be honest with yourselves is that you don't and this sounds very condescending and I apologize I really sincerely do but I can't I've been thinking about how to say this more eloquently I can't even say the word eloquent so it gives you an idea of how hard it was for me to think about how to say this less arrogantly (laughs) because I know it comes off this way But you guys don't have the business sense to know how to make uh, really well-rounded decisions about what companies you should be partnering with, for the most part. Because for the most part, none of you guys have been in business for any amount of time. Being in real estate, by the way, is only sort of marginally being in business. So you don't have business backgrounds. You weren't prior to being in real estate. You didn't, you know, you you don't have MBAs. You didn't go to, you, you guys get my point? So you don't know how to go about deciding what is good information versus bad. You should trust your intuition, by the way, because your intuition is almost always right about what is good versus bad. And your intuition tells you, hey, when someone's trying to sell you an easy button, it's probably bullshit, and yet you ignore your intuition and you do it anyway. And the answer is to because you're looking for a shortcut. You're looking for a hack. You're looking for a way that you can avoid the pain. You're looking for a way that you don't have to learn something new. You're looking for a way that you can just essentially wake up in the morning and magically and miraculously your email and your voicemail is just full of these incredibly high-quality leads, which, by the way, don't even want you to compete for the listing or for their you know, buyer uh, relationship. They just want you to essentially jump in the gap because they love your brand so much and because your logo is pretty. Isn't that what you guys are being exactly like? right and communicate with you nicely the entire time and practically close themselves. Exactly. Isn't that what you guys are believing is to be true? Is true. And so what what bothers me, what breaks my heart, is that people that have been in the business for as long, if not longer than Julie and I, aren't saying, aren't calling these snake oil salesmen out. They're welcoming them into their offices. They're welcoming them. They're saying, oh, go to this, do this, do the other thing. It's like the, the whole thing is feeding upon itself, and the end result is agents, good people, people that got into this business for the right reasons. So remember I was trying not to sound snotty and I said you guys don't have the business sense to know how to decide who's a good partner for you or who isn't, okay? And here's what happens, because you don't for the most part. You, You have to experience it. You have to understand. You have to have your own set of rules. You listen to this podcast, you'll be very clear on what maybe rules you should consider adopting as your own. So here's what happens. You get into the real estate business and you're like shocked to find out your broker doesn't do any training for you. Not really. 
They're not supposed to, by the way. It's not your broker's job to help you be successful in real estate. Um, they're going to be there. A, a decent one's going to be there to answer questions for you from time to time, but that's not their job. And if you're naive to think, so naive to think that it was their job to somehow uh, mentor you, well, then there you go. That goes back to your naiveness as far as, you know, your ignorance as far as basically what it takes to be successful in business. What it's going to take to be successful in business, and if you're a long-time listener, you know what I'm about to say, is you have to suck it up, buttercup, and realize it's long, long periods of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. But what happens is you get your license, or let's say you're struggling and you've been in the business for a while and you've sold maybe 10 to 15 houses or you've sold you know, 5 to 10 houses and you're going, oh my gosh, I want to have a breakthrough. And then you go to what do you, what do you just absolutely awash with? Everywhere you go, it's people trying to sell you easy button ideas. And you believe it's true. And then you basically talk to other people who also believe it's true. None of them are actually experiencing success from the easy button ideas. But because they're not hearing anything else, because Julie and I are the only ones in the marketplace right now that are saying what we're saying. We're, nobody else says what we say. Because it's not easy to sell agents coaching and training when you're telling them the truth and the realities about the business. It's easier to get you guys to buy coaching and training if we tell you that you don't have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, that you can build your business off social selling and passive activities. Trust me when I tell you, for every you know, 10 people we have join our premier coaching program, if we sold the stuff that our competitors sell, which is BS, if we sold that, the passive stuff, we would have 20 people enroll in our coaching, and it would be better for us, but the product would have no integrity, and we will never do that. So here's a question you guys have to ask yourselves. As we round up at 2018, we look into 2019. Are you going to, you know, I salute the gal who wrote us that email, and frankly, we get droves of emails like that every month, just tons and tons. How many of you are going to fight the obvious snake oil and say, no, I'm going to do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do it at the highest level. I'm going to step into the breach. I'm going to realize that life in my business for me to be successful is going to require some suffering, is going to require some pain, is going to require that I learn some things that maybe I, no one else is telling me I have to learn, is going to require rejection, is going to require hearing no. Until you're actually willing to step into that breach and mature as a business person, and by the way, as a person in general, and grow up, until you're willing to do that, you will continue to struggle and fail. There are no exceptions. Now, it is possible, let's be clear, that you can use passive activities to enhance your proactive, proactive activities. We are advocates of using uh, passive activities to enhance your proactive activities. But if all you ever do is, are your proactive activities, you'll be wildly successful. If all you ever do are the passive activities, you'll struggle and probably eventually fail. So what do I mean by that? And it's important you understand this, listeners, that a proactive activity, for example, would be picking up the phone and calling your centers of influence and past clients. That's a simple activity. Not a high-yield activity, understand. That's not something that's going to get you business right away eventually, maybe someday, because those people don't already have their hands up in there saying, I want to sell or I want to you know, do a transaction. They're going to be, you know, we're going to give you our scripts. They're going to be glad to hear from you, especially this time of year. Um, and then you can enhance the, your contact with them by basically, you know, 
visiting them on Facebook and things like that and sharing, you know, pictures of your dog when they share pictures of their dog, stuff like that. That's how to use it. But if you just do the sharing of the pictures of the dog and whatnot and you don't make the direct contact, then you just look silly. It doesn't work. That's not really how it does work. So there is a, a, an, an omnipresent debate that goes on uh, between essentially social selling and direct selling or proactive versus passive is how we like to call it. And I'm going to tell you guys the bottom line on why uh, being direct, picking up the phone, still wins. And here's the bottom re line reason why. Listen to what I'm telling you. A vast majority of all your competitors are all doing passive activities, like all of them. And the passive activities channel is full. So there's so many agents trying to communicate on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, so many people doing direct mail that it is it is essentially awash with the same messaging over and over again because nobody picks up the phone. But there's another reason too. In a vast majority of your markets, the people that you're trying to do business with, I know your millennials out there are going to be argue that I'm wrong about this, but I'm, and I get the fact that there's going to be a change coming in the future, but it's not now. A vast majority of the people out there that you're going to want to do a business with are going to be older. They're going to be like Generation X and older. And those people are going to want direct communication. They're not going to want to be communicated with socially because the social stuff is not what they're comfortable with. It's not a natural extension of who they are. Now, the younger generation of millennials and the older generation of millennials in their late 30s, their uh, early 30s, they are very similar to Generation Xers where they'd still pick up the phone, but they're a little bit more social friendly. And then the younger uh, millennials, well, they're the ones that might actually make it so that doing social is going to be the best way to communicate, but that's not anytime soon. That's going to be like maybe, honestly, if you think about it, how long is it going to take for the millennials? Oh, they're the biggest wave of hey, how, baby, you know, how buying houses. Uh, not yet. Not really. Maybe just getting started. But they're not going to be a dominant force as far as you're concerned probably for another 10 years when they start really doing the family formation thing and they start doing move-ups. They stop renting. All these sort of demographic, sociographic things start to change, and they actually start really digging their feet into being homeowners. When that happens, um, they might – absolutely only prefer to communicate socially. But I'll still say my premise, our premise that you need to be doing socially, you know, passive, you can enhance your direct contacts, your direct prospecting, your proactive lead generation. You can use whatever term you want to. It's called picking up the phone. It's called knocking on a door. It's called doing open houses where you're communicating with people. It's called being in front of people. You can enhance all that stuff with social, but Though I am, I don't actually believe there'll ever be a you know a sea change when essentially social becomes the dominant force, and then you know all of a sudden direct contacting is no longer needed. And and here's some more mechanical reasons why. Just basic stuff, guys. And this goes back to this email that we got, and this is the reason that what we're telling you guys will always work, and it always has worked. You can't read somebody or pick up the you know different tonality in their voice through a tweet or a Facebook uh, post or a you know direct message. You can't you can't really read them. And some people are really bad at communicating digitally, terrible at it. So when you're picking up the phone and you're talking to somebody, subconsciously, your brain is designed to pick up the little inferences and the little hiccups and the little stalls and the pauses and all the little 
you know, intonations in their voice. You learn more from what they're sounding like or what they're not saying or how they're saying something than you do their actual words. So you put yourself at a tremendous disadvantage when you don't directly speak with people. A tremendous disadvantage, not to mention the fact that you never really learn how to be a good salesperson, which is what you must actually accept yourself to be. And by the way, it does not matter what business you're in. You know, we talked about this on the show before, but it, you could be a, it doesn't matter what industry. You could be a physician. You could be an author. I mean, we had Ryan Holiday, one of Julie and I's favorite modern uh, authors that are VIP mastermind a couple months ago. And, man, he's a salesperson for sure. He's out there, you know, doing different things to promote the Ryan Holiday author brand all the time. It's called selling books. That's where he makes his money. And he does it. He has, it he's brilliant. He's a salesperson. He's a salesperson in everything he does. An author. Huh, I never thought about that. Well, everybody who's successful at anything has to be a salesperson or no one's going to want to listen to them. No one's going to want to buy their product or hire them to perform a service. They have to be a salesperson. So those of you who are fighting that, who never want to be considered a salesperson, well, you'll never reach the levels of success you could have otherwise because you have a mental construct about what a salesperson is. And here's the definition of a salesperson. This is it. A salesperson is someone that solves other people's problems. That's it. That's it. That's how simple it is. Practical and tactical, guys, that's what we're all about. A salesperson solves other people's problems. That's what they do. And if they do it well, then they make a lot of money. The highest paid people in the United States are salespeople. That's always been true in the history of man. The highest paid people have always been salespeople. How about that? Now, are you saying a door-to-door -door guy selling vacuums back in the 50s was the highest paid uh, person in the country? No. But I'm saying that, uh, well, maybe, I don't know. But I'm saying that probably the guy that was selling the vacuums on TV that I remember growing up with in the 70s and the 80s, the Orlick vacuum, Julie, do you remember that? I pretty much guarantee you that guy was pretty Boy. damn rich. He was, a, he was a vacuum salesman who figured out how to basically – yeah, hell yeah, he was – who figured out – I mean, picked up a bowling ball. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what's going on in someone's <laughs> well, life. They need a vacuum a bowling ball. Later. You remember that? You do, yeah, yeah, you do remember that, right? <laughs> yeah, I totally do. Exactly. They even had – I recall for, correctly, for a while they had an, an actual storefront in Graceland. Yeah, I think we actually bought it. When, you know, on our first apartment, we got a little Oric vacuum so we could pick up bowling balls, probably. I guess. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> except we didn't bowl, so there you go. We returned the damn thing. It's like, sorry, no bowling balls at our house. Well, anyway, so you guys get the point. The best salespeople in the world are going to be always the highest earners in the world because they're the people that are able to solve enough people's problem, problems at scale, and that's where you should move towards. Even in your own localized business environment, in your real estate market, if you're not generating the, bill, the deals that you want to be generating, it really almost always comes down to the beliefs that you have about what your role in the community is. Your role in the community is a problem solver, so that means you have to get really good at solving other people's problems, which means you do have to become a great salesperson, which means you do have to learn how to be a great business person and salesperson. That's what a coaching program is all about. Okay? Number two, you have to accept the fact that when it comes to selling, direct contact, you guys can use whatever words you want to use, cold calling, you know, uh, all these things that you guys live in fear of, that is where the money's always going to be at. And you enhance it with social. You cannot lead with social because everybody else is doing it. And social messaging does not have the same level, does not convey the same, uh, you know, level of communication, essentially. 
It, it never will. I mean, can you, even a really well done video won't have the same level of communication as being able to talk with somebody. Because when people are in video, generally speaking, they're not comfortable, and they're going to be more guarded in what they say. When they're on the phone or you're seeing them in person, now some of you guys, it's worth taking this side trip here, some of you guys aren't going to be very effective on the phone because you have in a voice, you have maybe an accent that's hard, just whatever. You Go to the door. Going to the door, seeing somebody is absolutely the most effective form of communication. You know, we talk about this in Premier Coaching because they can see you. And you can see them more importantly, right? You know, you can communicate directly with them and you can pick up on tons of things. And here's what you're going to discover. And this is what's really um, a revelation. For, it was a revelation for the gal that wrote the email. It will be a revolution, a revelation to tens of thousands of you. When you are willing to do what others aren't willing to do and make those direct contacts, you'll discover a little irony. And the irony is you have virtually no competition, because the other agents aren't willing to do the real work, right? When there is uh, an opportunity to go knock on a for sale by owner's door, they just put their sign on their door, they're going to tell you this. I just, I've been getting a ton of crap in the mail from agents. I've been having agents you know, uh, just sort of doing passive communication with me on Facebook, but you're the first agent that came to the door, right? You're going to hear things like that because so many other agents are being seduced into believing that they can just hit the easy button and they can just coast their way into uh, success without ever having to be in a position where they could hear no. They're being lied to, but I think they're doing it willingly because they're so scared and have so much fear of the unknown. Their egos have got them so jammed up in their heads that they're never going to be able to progress in their careers. And that is the reason why a National Association of Realtors statistic just popped into my brain. It's freaky but true. In five years, 80% of all homes will be sold by people who do not yet have their real estate licenses. So in five years, that tells you how many of you listening now won't be in the business because you will not have listened to us. Frankly, how about that for being direct? Too direct? Still true. Because you'll have spent all your time and money essentially looking for easy buttons, looking for things to be passive. A team, by the way, is an easy button for sure. You know, all these other things that you guys spend your times on because you weren't willing to make yourselves uncomfortable. You weren't willing to hear the word no. And when you act like that, you deserve the outcome, especially after you've listened to us for a while because you know the truth which means you voluntarily decided to fail. Julie, are you still there? Julie, I had to go to premier coaching. I was, so, I was muted. Okay, you are still there. But I am. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, Rochelle's doing the call today, right? No, she's on Fridays. Oh, okay. So I am curious, after my monologue mm-hmm. there, that email, mm-hmm. I really, really sincerely appreciate it, obviously. What are you thinking? Yeah. Well, I mean, you said it. Our hearts break for those of them who are either not going to take action at all or not take action quickly enough. I mean, one of the things that stuck out to me from her email is that she just started her fifth year in real estate. And quite frankly, some level, I'm kind of surprised she's still in real estate, having done all of the passive stuff. And, you know, you made a point that it's not really their fault. Nobody teaches you this in real estate school. If you don't really have business maturity, you didn't come from some kind of a maybe a corporate world where you had to make um, 
you know, somewhat analytical, well-informed decisions about the money you're going to spend and lead generation activities, there's no reason that you wouldn't be subjected to that and responsive to somebody saying, hey, you know what, here's, here's the easy button. Why don't you just try this for a while? And then when it doesn't work, you call and they say, well, you just haven't been doing it long enough. That's how you end up in business for five years wondering what the heck's going on. And then the other part of her email that I thought was interesting was that she had kind of developed uh, over not very many years some bad habits, overpricing property, not really wanting to have quality conversations or not having the skill to have quality conversations with her sellers because she was lacking scripts. She thought that if she was just going in there laying it out for them, this is how it's got to be because, you know, I know my stuff, that that was enough. Versus where, and here's where I was really proud of how far she came in that email of her introspection. At the end, she was showing really great signs of getting the whole being of service to others concept. And over the years, we've had so many coaching clients, podcast listeners, colleagues, friends, uh, talk about how much easier the business becomes when you stop making it about how you feel and what's being done to you versus what you can do for others. It's so much easier. That way, when somebody says, no, I'm not ready yet, you don't take it as a personal affront. They're just not ready yet. You know, it's like it's not all about you. Maybe you can help them six months from now. Maybe, you know, it's not going to happen. You just have to keep on calling people who do need your help. It's so much easier and more peaceful to lead with being of service. And I think she got that at the end. I hope she did. And I hope our listeners also saw the difference between how she had been operating and now what she's doing. And I've got to go to Premier, where I'll talk more about this. <laughs> Back yes, to you. exactly. Use this as motivation to kind of make, make tell the – you know, the show listeners, to, or your uh, attendees to go back and listen to this show because it's really critical that you yeah. guys are very Sorry. clear in your heads about this because this is going to make the biggest difference in your lives. And if you get this, you're going to have essentially – it's funny to me to think how much money you'll frankly save because you won't be so seduced by all these gimmicks that are out there. We had somebody – I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We have several people at the Inman event, and they've been sending me live updates. And Julie, you can go. Thank you. And they've been sending me live updates about basically what's been going on in, um, you know, at the Inman event. And I have to say, for me, it's very fascinating what has become normal for uh, you know, events as far as what's acceptable information to deliver you guys because it is so much crap, so much crap. So much stuff about, you know, things that you guys never, ever need to even worry about, let alone have your heads filled with. And yet there they are, these, you know, know-it-alls on stage talking about their latest, greatest technology gimmicks. You know, you've got to really look at that stuff and, and just accept the fact that, yes, if it is going to try to seduce you into being lazy, you just need to use that right away and say, you know what, nah, not for me. I know better. I don't know why I know better necessarily, but I know better. I know this is a gimmick. I know this is not going to, you know, ultimately result in my success. I know that this is something that is going to result in my spending money needlessly and probably experiencing failure because of the fact that I wasn't willing to do what I didn't want to do when I didn't want to do it at the highest level. Guys, I get the fact that technology is seductive. We use it in our own business, but you've got to see it for what it is. It is to enhance the direct contacting, not to replace it, and it never will. So listen, if you guys need us for anything, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You can email us directly at tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.